All right, we're live, or at least should be live on YouTube and Facebook. A little bit of a Big Cat Weekend recap, and perfect timing, Jason. We were waiting on it, and the news ends up happening about 15 minutes before we hop on. We figured it was about to happen at some point tonight, and sure enough, it does. Dylan Senda, uh, a guy that we've talked about on the board a little bit, the Northwestern offensive lineman transfers in. Before we fully get into it, Jason, I'm going to wait a little bit, let people filter in. Um, guys, Dukes is going to be joining us here soon as well. So before I get into it, the guys that are already here early, guys and gals that are here early, if you're not over at AuburnUndercover.com, definitely make sure to come check us out over there. Right now, the special is, um, I think if you sign up monthly, you can get the first month for a dollar, and there's a discount on the annual subscription as well. So check us out over there. Also, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube if you're not already. That's totally free. doesn't cost you anything. We are very close to... I think 7,250 subs, which is awesome. We have been climbing like crazy. We've had a lot of good content. We had a Perry Thompson video yesterday after he committed. We had Walker White talking about Big Cat. Had a lot of good stuff. I think this should be a fun live show. We've already got Ryan in the chat saying W. Was a nice little pickup there for Auburn. Uh, WDE94. And War Eagle, everybody. And then Ryan actually has the first question of the night. Jason, what does ITAT stand for? Uh, inside the Auburn Tigers. Uh, that's who, uh, you know, I, I got my start in this business uh, working with Mark Murphy with Inside the Auburn Tigers. Uh, you know, in 1999 would have been the spring. Tom, Tommy Toverville's first spring, I think, was the first spring on the job. So, so it's Inside the Auburn Tigers. So, um, just left it. That's kind of, kind of my my one my one remembrance of uh, of that that time. And so I, I'm. Sticking with uh, ITAT, Jason, uh, it's kind of kind of become my thing now. So, Oh, yeah. Guys, we're going to talk about some different stuff, but a lot of today is going to be focused on the chat, questions that you guys have, statements that you guys have. Sometimes it gets a little chaotic. Going to try and get to everybody as much as possible or at least show you a little bit of love, a little bit of attention. So we'll go through it. Um, WDE94 says, Coach Freeze will get a top five recruiting class. Based on the way things are tracking right now, it's not out of the question. You get two five stars in the span of four days, and all of a sudden you uh, you really like where things are headed. Um, James, man, let's go. The staff is recruiting like nothing I've ever seen before. Jason, I think before we get a little bit more into Dylan's send, actually, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, talk about Perry Thompson, talk about Demarcus Riddick, talk about Malcolm Simmons, picking up all three of those guys in the span of four days along with the fact that you've got a lot of momentum with some other guys coming out of Big Cat and you've got a potential over the next, you've got a potential to make it a very successful one month span where you start at Riddick's commitment and then you move forward from there. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, when you start talking about the last week or so um, for this staff and, and kind of how things have come together, it's been, um, you know, we thought it was possibility. We really did. You know. I, if people have been following us, um, you know, Demarcus Riddick's a guy that that we felt good about since I talked to him at that June seven on seven camp. Uh, yes, I don't know that anybody else had talked to him since then until the other day, until you talked to him in Montgomery. Um, it had been a month since anybody had talked to him, and at that time, he's like, "I really like Auburn. I like everything about Auburn." Uh, so that was one that that wasn't a surprise, but you still kind of felt like, okay, you need to get to the finish line. And it's still not to the complete finish line, but I feel really good about Auburn and and, and staying with DeMarcus Street. The fact that he's already committed um, to Georgia, 
chose Auburn over Alabama. Uh, really good about that decision. Malcolm Simmons is a guy that that we've been waiting on um, to try to kind of go, hey, it, when's it going to happen? Um, actually, um, it happened a while back. He actually told me uh, when I was in Hoover for that seven-on-seven seven camp, me and Christian rode up. Uh, we did a video a few days before um, Big Cat and got a chance to, to hang out with Malcolm, talk to him, and that's why we had everything prepared to go on Saturday. So um, big one there. Uh, and then, obviously, um, Perry, we went and saw him in May. And, man, Christian, I think we both – we talked about it when we left. We felt like that if it wasn't Auburn, it was going to be a, a little bit of an upset um, at that point. He just – everything he said, everything about Auburn, about, you know, Marcus Davis and Hugh Freeze um, – was exactly what you would expect it to be. And so um, I think the, the additions they've, they've gotten in the last week are not huge surprises to us, but it also makes you sit up and take notice if you hadn't been paying attention that this is this is a staff, you Freeze and these guys that aren't going to back down. Uh, they're going to go recruit the guys they want, and they're going to go toe-to-toe, and they're going to win some of those battles. And it's as I wrote, um, as I wrote yesterday, it's about time. Uh, it's about time that happens at Auburn because it hasn't happened the last few years, but this is, this is what Auburn's supposed to be. Um, for the, for the, you know, the Alabama and Georgia fans that have just come along in the last three or four years. Uh, and there's some of those, there's a bunch of them actually. Auburn isn't what Auburn's been the last three or four years in recruiting. Auburn is a school that, that contends and recruits toe to toe with Georgia and Alabama and gets their share of guys. They're back to that point now. Yeah, welcome in Dukes. Dukes, before we get rolling, I just want to ask your overall thoughts on Big Cat. You were there, just kind of thoughts on the event and the buzz around Auburn exiting it. <clears throat> yeah, um, I talked about it uh, on Twitter yesterday. I said it felt like it, it really felt like the Texas A&M game, you know, on a smaller scale. But uh, it was really, really like it was electric. Um a lot of the parents that were there, I, you know, I, I may have known from Atlanta. I, I mean, if you saw me, I was just—I really did. I could—I couldn't afford to really talk to a lot of recruits because I needed to go talk to parents, and everybody was excited. Like it was the facility; people hadn't seen the facility yet. The pool party, uh, utilizing the pool for the first time, right in a recruiting effort. Like it hadn't been done. People had been trying to do that for a while. Utilizing the pool was genius, in my opinion. The scavenger hunt. You no know, things that have been happening that it doesn't take a whole lot. Auburn doesn't need much help to sell itself, but the gas or or the accelerant that Hugh Freeze is putting on a program, I mean, you can just feel it. So a Big Cat weekend, is, it, I've been to a couple, and that's been the most exciting one I've been a part or been to. Yeah, it's not really a shock. One of the first questions is KJ Bolden predictions. Uh, I don't think we're ready to put in – Prediction, not necessarily Auburn or any school. I think this one could still have a lot of twists and turns. But Dukes, there was a lot of positivity surrounding Auburn after the event. He certainly said some eye-catching statements. He said, you know, he said, <laughs> I was I was close to committing today, but he'll be announcing August 5th next Saturday. So little under a week left, but Auburn certainly made a pretty big impact there in that last visit. Yeah, man. Uh when I talk, uh, I talked to uh, KJ's family today. Uh, they feel 
why there is nothing more that Auburn could have done in that visit. Um, going in uh, Thursday, I talked to some people really close to KJ, and Auburn was fifth on that list, um, to be honest. Uh, but I knew, and I think I wrote it and I said it on our show last week, that Auburn has – they got the last shot because they wanted it to, and that because they wanted the last shot, and that if they could, you know, come out guns a-blazing and, and have a – you know, you to put on the type of performance that they did recruiting this week is exactly what you needed to get those type of quotes out of KJ. I mean, the, the Hugh Freeze going into the pool, the head coach of Auburn University – is thrown in the pool after a five-star flips from Alabama. Like, how much more excitement could you get on a college campus, right, outside of playing in the actual game? So, um, yeah, Auburn did everything they could. Uh, full staff effort on KJ as well. Um, and I think – I know for a fact that right now, if he's making decisions, there's a there's – Auburn is right here, like, at the top, in the forefront of his brain. Now, we'll see what happens Tuesday, Wednesday as the week goes, right? But right now, the high off a of Big Cat weekend, I think right now Auburn is the leader. Well, the thing that I found interesting too, Dukes, was not only did Auburn ask for the last visit, he told us he'll make final phone calls on Sunday, as in today. And he said, Hugh Freeze gets my last phone call, and then I'm shutting it down. I'm not taking phone calls. He said, look, y'all are the last reporters I'm talking to. I'm not talking to reporters again until Saturday. So not only does Auburn get the last visit, Auburn's going to get the last phone call as well. We'll, like I said, we'll see. That doesn't mean that locked in or anything. You could, you know, he could get the last visit, last phone call, and things can still change throughout the course of the week. But you feel a lot better about Auburn getting KJ Bolden after seeing a proof of concept in getting Demarcus Riddick and getting Perry Thompson in the span of four days. And Jason, we were in the complex. Um, you know, we were sitting there watching the Instagram live like everybody else was. Um, and it looked like it was go time. And Hugh Freeze comes sprinting down to run over to the pool. About 10 seconds later, KJ Bolden comes sprinting down as well, saying, my boy, my boy Perry's about to flip. And so they were trying to get over to the pool as quickly as possible. Those two were meeting at that time. KJ and Freeze were meeting uh, probably in his office or something. So they sprinted over there. But uh, these guys are putting in a lot of work. We talked with Perry afterwards. He said, that if he had to put in a prediction for the next commit, that it would be KJ. And, he's, and Perry said that it's Auburn and another school, which Dukes, you had reported that going into the visit, there was a school that was kind of focused on KJ's mind. He said the same thing after the visit. He said, look, I had a school coming in, but now I really got to rethink things. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what we said needed to happen in order to have a shot. Um, I've been following the whole Bolden and Auburn recruitment since last year. Uh, I, if one of my earlier Duke Scoops uh, uh, columns, I wrote about his interest in Auburn that, you know, Auburn hadn't really re uh, reached out yet. He was a little disappointed. That was early, early, early. Uh, I think when I first started uh, with Auburn Undercover. And, uh, you know, a lot of times people say it's pie in the sky. But like you said, Auburn has shown proof of concept. There are five stars is the type of guy who can get guys to come to Auburn. And I think now, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if KJ Bolden comes to Auburn. Uh, and it's been real the whole time. And even when he decided to come to Big Cat Weekend, I said, all right, they got a shot. Because that's what you want. If you can get a guy 
You think Georgia didn't want him to come? You think Alabama didn't want him to come? You think Florida State wouldn't have taken that last weekend? Absolutely. Uh, he was scheduled to go to the uh, the Bama cookout at first. And uh, he remembered his promise to freeze, and he came. So, uh, yeah, I think this is probably the most exciting time in Auburn recruitment probably since Derrick Brown decided to come to Auburn, in my opinion. Yeah, and you mentioned something else, too, and it, it bears keeping in mind that once one of those guys does something, it can start a chain reaction a little bit because guys go, look, I can't do it by myself, but if enough of us do this, then we can do it. Walker White talked about that. He, you know, it's pretty interesting. If people haven't watched the video that, that Christian did with Walker White, you know, talking about reaching out to, to Bo Nix and, and, and asking him, how, you know, what's, what's a key? And he's like, you got to get other guys to come with you. And, and Bo knows that. He saw it firsthand. It, hey, we've seen it. Offensive line, we, we'll talk a little bit more about Dylan Sin in a second, but what Auburn did on, in the offensive line group last year, what they're doing out wide receiver. I, you know, I grabbed Walker last night. I said, you got to be the happiest guy in this entire place. And he started smiling, um, you know, with the guys they've added at wide receiver already. But it, in, in recruiting, especially right now at Auburn, you can sell the vision of, look, it's been done here before and we're going to do it again. But when you start getting guys that buy in, Instead of DeMarcus Ritter going, man, I don't know, I'm the only guy. All of a sudden, you get a few guys going, well, he ain't the only guy anymore. Now I'm a guy with him. Okay, let's get another guy. We've talked about it. Talent acquisition and the word is dudes. You got to get dudes and dudes go together. Dudes want to go with other dudes. That's why. That's how you win. That's how you change it. And that's what we're starting to see for the first time in six or seven years um, that those guys are going, Hey, you know what? We can do this at Auburn. Instead of me going and trying to do it by myself, a bunch of us are going to do it. And I think that's the first time we've seen that in quite a while. And like you said, I, I think Auburn's got a shot with KJ. They got a shot with some other guys. It builds and builds and builds. And that's one of the guys they got a great shot at Deandre Carter. Uh, talked to him yesterday four-star offensive lineman from, from Modern Day High in, in Santa Ana, California. This is a powerhouse program. People aren't – they may not be familiar with them, but you think about in our neck of the woods, you think about the St. Thomas Aquinas and you think about Buford and you think about Grayson. Well, Modern Day is that team on the West Coast. That's 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 what they are. And this is a guy that's played since he was young, 6'4", 340, big physical kid, great kid, um, Visited for, for an official visit, you know, middle of June. Mom and dad came back, loving it. All had Auburn gear on. I, I absolutely would put Auburn in the lead for this one. And, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it if it gets done here pretty quickly. And Man, to add to a Dylan Senda, he will come in right now. You know, you start start building block pieces on the offensive line, and that's that's the next, the next step for me in – showcasing and cementing that this thing is on the right track for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mo in the chat wants to know kind of on DeAndre Carter and TJ Lindsay over at IMG Academy. Uh, does it give us any chance to get them at the offensive tackles that they're teammates with and Brandon Baker and Jordan Seaton? To be honest, I've heard those names, but I don't think those guys have ever visited Auburn. I don't really know uh, if Auburn gets DeAndre Carter and TJ Lindsay, like we think that they will, it doesn't hurt. I, now I don't know. 
I want to say Brandon Baker's a 2025, but I don't know for certain. Long story short, it doesn't hurt, but those guys are probably pretty big lawn shots at this point. Jason, you started to talk about him a little bit. The news that popped right before we hopped on here was a guy that we've been waiting on for a couple days now. Um, you had reported it when Auburn short within two hours of Auburn of him entering the transfer portal. Auburn was on him. You were on it, reported it. Dylan Senda, the Northwestern offensive line transfer. He enrolled at Northwestern uh, this January. Obviously, that whole situation goes down. He enters the portal. He kind of comes in, Jason, as a class of 2024 guy because, in all honesty, he'll probably redshirt this year, and then you have him for four years after that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not kind of – I don't know. I'm trying to know how to say it. I would not be shocked – if he's a guy that worked himself into the playing rotation before it's over with, and they got some experience for him, because this is a guy that absolutely could be a starter right away um, here in 2024. And so you get a guy, here's the thing about him. It's going to be new, a new system in terms of offensive line, but in the end, the offensive line system, not that great, not that big of a deal. Well, this kid was at Northwestern. He's going to be pretty darn smart. So he's going to be able to pick things up. I would think pretty quickly. The thing about him is he was about 275 when he got to Northwestern. They list him at 305 now, um, a guy that can play across the board. I wouldn't be shocked to see him jump in there and get some reps at one of the tackle spots right away because that's the that's the area probably where Auburn is is has the least depth, uh, even though we heard some really good things about, about too tall, Isaiah Miller, over the weekend about how much he's changed mm -hmm. his body. Um, this guy that can play all five positions. We've been told, hey, he can play center, he can play guard, he can play tackle. Those guys are extremely valuable. So this is it's a massive pickup. Um, and a guy that, like I said, I wouldn't be shocked to see him jump into a rotation where you maybe you put him in a second group and, and get him some reps and Connor Lou some reps and Isaiah Miller some reps. Um, something that hasn't been done in past years. Um, but I think I think it's something that absolutely is needed when you think about Dylan Wade. Dylan Wade's got two years, but I will, I'll be surprised if he's at Auburn two years. I think he's a guy that's going to be an NFL offensive lineman next year. Avery Jones has one year. Um, Gunnar Britton has one year. So you're talking about rolling those guys over again. If Cam Stutz wins a job, that would be potentially four of those guys that you'd be losing. You need to get some guys experience, and he's a guy that I think will have a chance to come in and, and compete pretty quickly. Yeah, let's hit some of these chat questions. Um, Bubba wants to know, has DeAndre Carter set a commitment date? He has not but I would not rule that out happening within the next week or two. Um, not only setting the commitment date, but also the commitment date being within those next week to two. Um, this one Auburn's trending pretty heavily with right now. Let's see. Um, this is something we touched on a little bit, but Chad just says, feels good to be heading in the right direction again and making waves on the recruiting trail. Yeah, I want to just talk about that a little bit, guys. I mean, last year, Big Cat was, we were looking back at the list. It was, it was solid. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. The list this year was obviously much better, and the buzz coming out of what you did at Big Cat was bigger in getting Malcolm Simmons and Perry Thompson, and the buzz coming out of Big Cat is much, much bigger. Um, I, I was messing around with the class calculator, um, that tool a little bit that 24-7 Sports has, and guys that I think we all feel like Auburn leads with or is in a really good position with that'll be – Committed here pretty soon. TJ Lindsay, the defensive lineman from IMG Academy. DeAndre Carter, the offensive lineman from Modern Day. K 
KJ Bolden, who will announce on August 5th, and Jalewis Solomon, who will announce on August 5th. If Auburn goes four for four on those guys, which I'm not predicting or anything, Auburn has the number four class in the country at that rate. Yeah, they, they go four for four on those guys, and it may blow up um, the site before it's over with. Uh, but you're, but it's a possibility. It is. Um, again, that, and that's where you start to see it. That's when momentum can shift and change in a hurry. Hey, right now you look and go, hey, man, Alabama, recruiting juggernaut, all those things. Go back and look. Nick Saban's first year, they lost to Louisiana Monroe. Uh, they did not have a very good year. They had a losing record. That next class blew it up. Interesting enough, five-star wide receiver Foley is one of the key guys. Auburn could do the same type of thing in this class. That was – I mean, Alabama had done anything special before then. It's been a long time since they've been relevant on that national stage, and it happened just that quickly. Hey, same thing can happen this year for, for Auburn. Let's see. Bay Eagle, who's over on the board. One of our subscribers over there at Auburn Undercover, so shout out to him. If you're not over at Auburn Undercover, definitely make sure to check us out. You can join a uh, dollar for the first month, which is a great time with all the recruiting scoop that's coming out and with fall camp starting on Wednesday or Thursday this week. I think Wednesday. Um, but he wants to know, D-line recruiting, Dimitri Nicholas, um, who was in for Big Cat, and TJ Lindsay along with Malik Blockton. How do you guys feel about this room, and do you anticipate we will take three or four total guys? Dukes, I'll toss this one to you to start. Oh, you're muted right now, Dukes. I think Nichols is one of uh, – he's a kid at, uh, from where Rose Green, uh, Junior Rose Green is coaching now. I think he's at Miami Norland, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, but he's from that South Florida area. Uh, I heard nothing but good things about him. Uh, I think uh, – I think where Auburn is with D-line recruiting, you're getting guys who know how to play. Uh, you're not getting the – the, the the I guess the big splash guys at this point, but you're getting the guys that know how to play. You're getting some guys who are going to be technicians on the line that you can develop. Uh, they say Jeremy Garrett is one of the best defensive line teachers in the rising star. So uh, I trust his eyes. I've saw some some of the guys that he passed on. Uh, not I don't want to say passed on, but he has not recruited as hmm? waited. Uh, waited. Right. Yeah. Some of the guys that he uh, waited on or. He thought that where, you know, some guys get ready to commit and they say, hey, coach, if you don't want to take my commitment, then I'm going to commit to this school. And some of these guys are committed to other areas. And then talking to Garrett, there were some things that he were looking at specifically for that's going to work in his D-line room that didn't line up. So just because a guy may have committed to a Florida or a Texas or a Alabama even, it doesn't mean it was a fit for what, Garrett and what Auburn and Ron Roberts want to do as a whole. So I think if like Blockton is a guy who they early on that we thought wasn't uh, a, a he wasn't a high priority. And as the year went on, he he rolls up boards, uh, even getting the Alabama offer. And uh, I think that Auburn could take up to five defensive linemen. I'm not sure of the numbers. But if you get five, you figure out a way. I mean, you, how many you you adjust accordingly? If you get five guys good enough, let's say you get four guys committed, and then all of a sudden Cam Franklin wants to come. Well, you find a way to get make room for Cam Franklin. So I think uh, you could see a, at minimum three to four, uh, and I think there's going to be some attrition on the roster eventually. Uh, it's a lot of guys there, 
Um, they're going to be guys that may not be a fit in Auburn as they go through the first year. Uh, this is Hugh Freeze. And, and I think we can't lose sight of the fact that Hugh Freeze has only been in Auburn since when? It's December. It's, it's, it's not even, I haven't even played year one yet. Not, not even play year one. He hasn't seen anybody really. He ain't seen nobody like really in a game time fall camp situation. So now we'll see what happens. And the roster is going to work itself out. Going to work itself out. But this is the foundational class right now. See, Saban got his in year two, I believe, when he got to Alabama. Like that's when you got Julio. I, I think that's how that happened. If few Freeze could pull off what it seems like he's about to in year one, this changes the landscape of Auburn for years to come. And it also, the players that originally we had been, Auburn had been missing on going to Clemson, those four stars, those guys who don't go to Georgia, don't go to Bama, you know where we'll go, we'll go to Clemson. If Auburn can get, start to get those guys back, then I think the sky's the limit. Yeah, you, Saban was hired January of 2007. In essence, the same time frame. So it's they had a small window for a first recruiting class, and then the 2008 class is where they had a chance. And I, I went back and went back and looked. That team, Alabama, Alabama was six and six, went to the Independence Bowl, lost for the sixth straight time to Auburn. That team lost six straight to Auburn, went six and six. You want to, you want to, you mean to run down some of these names? <laughs> In, in, after six and six and a six straight loss to Auburn, Courtney Upshaw, Julio Jones, um, Terrence Cody, Marcel Darius, mm. uh, Mark Barron, mm. uh, Jarrell Harris, Dante Hightower, Mark Ingram, Robert Lester, Damian Square, Barrett Jones. After, after six and six and a six straight loss to Auburn. Yeah. Man. It's absolutely possible for Auburn to do that. No question yep, about it. Absolutely. Um, and and for the Alabama folks watching, and you, you're you're talking about Auburn and like, how, why would you do that? Why would those guys have gone to Alabama at that time? They believed in something. Go, somebody was selling, right? Right. Same thing. Same thing. So, um, again, could could you question those guys then? Yeah, probably a lot of Auburn fans did. Worked out pretty well. Could work out pretty well for these guys too. Yep. Dukes, this is a question I want to toss to you from Brian because this you were talking about if you get Cam Franklin that you would make a spot and you posted something on the board about, you know, you were talking with Marcus Davis and he's like, I'll take as many receivers as I can get. Um, and uh, Brian wanted to know what are the chances of Cam Coleman being back in the mix and just possibly more to come. You know, we saw Nikar, the Georgia commit, the four-star wide receiver Georgia commit, kind of show up out of nowhere yesterday for Big Cat. He hadn't been in Auburn for a while and it kind of seems like you've got three receivers now, but Auburn would take a couple more if a couple more wanted to hop in. Yeah, I think it's all about the playmakers, right? Uh, who's going to help you win championships? And I think that's what it boils down to. So let's say you take a knock car and Cam Coleman says, okay, I want to come. I think you find a way to get Cam Coleman in the class if that happens. But when you've got, you know, four receivers and you've got a Perry Thompson, I mean – how hard do you have to continue to recruit the wide receiver room? Uh, Marcus Davis said, I'll take it. He said, I'll go till they tell me to stop. You get in that car, they may tell them to stop. They may say, hey, now it's time for you just to maintain these recruits and walk these down in the signing day. You know, hey, have every conversation you can. We'll get some guys to to some games. Uh, 
actually, uh, I was talking to a couple of guys about guys who they may be inviting to come to some some games in the fall who didn't come to Big Cat. And a few of them were 24 wide receivers, uh, a couple from the Atlanta area. I'll have that in the uh, next Duke Scoops on uh, on our 24-7 Auburn Undercover board and the uh, body gear and Tiger ticket board. So just to plug ourselves, uh, if you're on the YouTube, make sure that's where all the, the, the top intel goes uh, before we get to our podcast. But, yeah, I think you absolutely take a Cam Coleman if he decides to come. But the way that Auburn and the momentum is is, is moving – how how much more do you need a wide receiver, and when do you start to kind of shift those resources to filling up the offensive and the defensive lines? Speaking of that, Johnny wanted to know any updates on the O-line recruiting besides the guy from California. Jason, that was one where we saw a guy, another surprise guy show up yesterday in TJ Lockhart, who is committed to Mississippi State, and then we saw Auburn throw out an offer to, I believe his name is Jude Foster, an Correct. old Miss offensive line commit. So you're starting to see that board expand a little bit. Yeah, expanding a little bit. You're right. And uh, Lockhart is massive, to say the least. 6'6", six, six, like 360. He's a big dude. Um, was on campus. And so, um, yeah. And, and again, when by adding the Northwestern transfer and, and, and Dylan Senda tonight, um, this is a guy that comes in with five to play four. He was an early enrollee in January. So he's a, he's a true freshman now. It gives you a little bit more of a cushion. Um adding to the class you signed last year. So that is, that's a big deal. Um, so uh, I think you're, I don't, I don't say more selective, you know, you're still going to go sign three or four guys, at least I think in this class, um, you get, get one in Deandre Carter, um, start the ball rolling a little bit there, but, um, you know, Reese Baker's a guy that was, was supposed to come in for a visit, wasn't able to make it. Um, I think for Auburn, um, they're going, okay, we got some other guys we want to make a push for a little bit. And, and so I think they're going to open up a little bit more. Um, but, yeah, again, you can't honestly when you start talking about importance, um, getting a guy like like Cinda is is a massive deal, and it, it's it's showing up. People are really excited, and they should be um, to go along with the guys that are committed for twenty twenty four. But yeah, I think I think we'll see it continue to expand. And there's a couple of guys in the state of Alabama that I'm keeping my eye on. Not ready to to talk a whole lot about them yet. But there's a couple of guys that I think are going to bear watching um, that I saw this summer um, that'll have a chance to eventually maybe get on get on that board to um, be developmental guys. But on the offensive line, maybe more than any other position on the board, the guys can change from junior to senior year, physically, uh, talent, technique, uh, strength, everything about it. Offensive line group changes more from junior year to senior year than anywhere across the board. And so I think we'll see some names pop up throughout the year. I mean, you look at – just look at how much Auburn's – now, it changed a lot. But, heck, Auburn's offensive line board changed even from, you know, the 1st of December when Hugh Freeze was hired. Two, two or three weeks later, it changed some. So um, I think we'll see it continue to evolve. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quick shout out to uh, Tiger TN from the boards hopping in here. Tiger Tennessee, I'm assuming, but oh yeah, absolutely. One of, one okay. of our one of our longtime guys for sure. Yeah, 
Um, let's answer this one from Bubba, uh, Julius Solomon. He told us that it's pretty much down to South Carolina and Auburn. He's also going to be making his decision on August 5th. That's the four-star cornerback. Could really play wide receiver. Some schools even recruited him there, but Auburn loves him as a cornerback. Really kind of the last main cornerback name on the board. You still have some safeties in K.J. Bolden and uh, Zaquan Patterson, but Jalua Solomon is that guy at cornerback. And it'll be interesting to see what it comes down to. It feels like maybe give Auburn a little bit of an advantage, but it seems like it'll be close. Yeah, you know, South Carolina's been there a little bit longer, and, and Florida State was for a while. Um, Auburn has really made a push since June, since they came to 707. Mm-hmm. The team came to camp. Um, has, he's He was the best player there. I mean, there and Carrollton was there. Um, you know, there were some guys, DeMarcus Riddick was there. Jalua Solomon was the best player there, in my opinion. I thought he was fantastic. Um, so you, you start looking at at him, and um, here's the here's the interesting thing about him. His half brothers was Zykevis Walker, um, so there's a connection to the Auburn current roster now. Um, but South Carolina's been on him a little bit more. He probably has a, a longer relationship with him, but it's a it's closer to home to come to Auburn. So um, I think it's a toss up right now. He got a lot of one on one attention yesterday coming into Big Cat. He got there a little later. Um, spent a lot of quality time with the coaching staff, and I know Crime Dog uh, Weston McGriff has has made him a top priority and so that's going to be going to be an interesting one to watch I, I believe I think yeah you're right there um a guy that we've built a pretty good relationship with and hopefully we'll uh we'll get a heads up we if, if you know just a little you, you know how it's gone in the past if, if we make a road trip to Sly County um toward the end of this week you might start to feel pretty good about the Tigers Dukes what's your thoughts real quick just on Lewis Solomon and Auburn's chances there I think um I would give Going into Big Cat, I was probably thinking South Carolina um, had the lead. Um, I think Auburn pr- took the lead in Big Cat weekend. Um, he's already familiar with it. Um, yeah, you would have liked for Auburn to get in on him a little earlier. But right now, it's almost like I, we know that this has only been a short time. But from – us having the intel that we have and talking to members of the staff, this staff had their eyes set on their board like a Georgia or Alabama. They didn't recruit like guys may not come because we're not Auburn. They only wanted the best guys, and their board didn't change. Not from when it came to the – the board changed, but it's not like, oh, we missed on guys and we're just going to take anybody. No, Auburn has been very selective about who they choose to recruit, so – I think the fact that they are recruiting uh, Ju Solomon now, uh, the way that they are, they're showing him the love, but Griff is on him. And he's more of a true corner, I think, than uh, than uh, Jalen Crawford. He's a really big need, and I think that you're seeing those type of offers. I mean, excuse me, you're seeing that type of effort there to get him there. So right now, if, he had to, if I had to pick today, I would say Auburn. But uh, I really – I don't think you can discount the amount of work that South Carolina put in recruiting him. Let's touch on this one. This is a good question. It relates to Big Cat a little bit and it relates to Auburn's class. Adam wanted to know, what makes Hugh Freeze a good recruiter? My answer would be a relentless effort. Um, Just about every recruit that we talk to, when they talk about a head coach, they say that the head coach that they talk with the most is Hugh Freeze or the head coach that they feel like they're most comfortable with would be Hugh Freeze. Yeah. uh, We just just lived through this for almost two years that 
your head coach has to, your head coach has to be involved in recruiting. And you, if all if if you don't believe that, all you'd have to we go back to all you have to do is look at Alabama and Georgia. Alabama and Georgia are two schools that could just go, all right, hey, I'm gonna snap my fingers and and we want you, we want you, we want you. Do they do that? No, those guys hit the road. They recruit Kirby Smart flying in helicopters all over the place in the spring. Um, and so when you look at it, I think the effort is one thing. Here's the other thing. Hugh Freeze is a guy that people genuinely like. He's he's a guy that can sit down and talk to you. And Big Cat was the perfect opportunity for people to see that relaxed side. And He'll get thrown that, in the pool. Yeah, no, yeah, he, no, he's an intense guy. And people are going to see that this fall. But he's also a guy that these guys get along with and they believe in already. And I think um, it has grown into that recruiting process too. When parents sit down, here's the other thing about it. They're sitting down with a guy who's, hey, maybe maybe you didn't make the same mistake he did, but all of us have made mistakes. It's how you respond to mistakes is, is what shows your, you know, how much of a man you are, how much of a person you are and how much you've grown. And he freezes on up to it said, hey, I made mistakes, but my family stuck by me. And and those kind of things, I think, bring a personal side that people don't get to see very much of. They've had to see it. He's had to live it in public. And I think some people go, hey, you know what? I kind of respect that. I kind of respect the way that guy's handled this. And uh, for some folks, they go, no, no I'm not interested. Um, I think I think most people go, hey, you know what? I messed up, too. I messed up a bunch. Um, and, and I didn't handle it as good as he did. Um, and so I think that's a big part of this too. Um, but, but no, number one is, Hey, they're working their tails off and he gets on the phone and talks to kids and he is invested and, and you got to do that. Yeah. Dukes, before you give your answer, cause I want to hear your thoughts as well. I want to read this quote from KJ Bolden talking about you freeze yesterday. Um, first off, Shout out to Zach Etheridge. That's a guy that has put in a ton of work with KJ Bolden, and that's who KJ Bolden talks about first. But then he said, um, and as for Coach Freeze, who wouldn't want to play with Coach Freeze? He's like someone's best friend. He's like a kid's best friend sometimes. He's one of my favorite coaches I've ever uh, talked to. Yeah, I, I like Coach Freeze, man. Uh, man, he's good with me. Uh, he, Coach Freeze got me on uh, ESPN. I ain't tripping, man. He's good with me. I like <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, man, no, seriously. Uh, no, nah, Coach Freeze is cool. Like, the first time I met um, Coach Freeze, I was at Langston. I think I told the story before. Uh, and, you know, somebody said, hey, he he works, you know, with Auburn 24-7. He walked over like I was a recruit. Um, you know, he had no, he didn't have to treat me as well as he did. He was the head coach of Auburn. All eyes were on him. But he came over, introduced himself. Hey, thanks for everything you do. You know, those type of things, you can tell that he gets it, right? Um, and just to be out and want to be one of the guys, you, you, he, he kind of reminds you of, uh, it's hard to put it into words, but he's a cool guy, man. Uh, I, I, I definitely can relate to somebody who's had some transgressions that you had to live out, uh, in the media. How, I mean, you, you can just imagine how hard that can be, but what I look at at the measure of a man and the measure of a coach is what your former player say about you. Uh, went to the uh, Javante Davis fight, had dinner with Malik Willis and some uh, friends. Nothing but great things to say about Coach Freeze. 
I got a whole list of quotes in our group chat right now from Laramie Tunsil about Coach Freeze. We didn't even run the story. We forgot. Like, But uh, Laramie Tunsil literally was in Auburn uh, all summer long, right, uh, with uh, yeah. Coach Dunham and uh, Coach Freeze. So uh, I think that's the measure of a great coach is uh, what your former pupils say about you. And uh, I just think that the and the fact that he, the way Hugh Freeze recruits, you can tell he cares. He's calling. I mean, last year, and, and not to be the dead horse, we know what happened, but how many times did we hear that players had not heard from the head coach? High school coaches had not heard from the head coach. And you can just see the difference. When you have the captain of the ship invested as Hugh Freeze is, you'll see the returns, and we're seeing them earlier. Than, and we're seeing those returns as early earlier than I thought we would, actually. Yeah. Let's see. This is a quick question, which I don't remember the answer to, but Jason should. Mo, when does fall camp start? I know this week. That's all I know. Yeah, they'll report on the second and actually start practicing on the third. Okay. So I think that's Thursday. So I think yeah. So we'll Sounds have right. yep. we'll have some kickoff. Actually, we got a, we got plenty of recruiting uh, things to wrap up over the next couple of days as we're building towards fall camp too. So uh, it's it's just only going to get. It's only going to go up and get busier from here. Yeah, we're at 40 minutes. I think maybe we'll go for 15, 20 more minutes and then call it. So, guys, if you have questions, we've been answering them from the chat all stream. Keep them going. We'll keep rolling. Um, this is more of a statement, but Eric says I'm calling for Cam Franklin to Auburn right now. Three visits in six months to Auburn. Look, this is going to be tough. Miami's really up there. Tennessee's really up there. Old Miss is staying involved as well, but you know, he was supposed to be in Auburn. Uh, before Big Cat. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it due, due to some personal things. Jason, we talked to someone in Auburn that said, don't stress out about that. Don't worry about that. We're not worried about it. Um, and Gabby Eurisha over at our uh, Miami site talked with Cam Franklin because he was able to visit Miami um, this weekend like he was planning to. Um, and Cam said he probably wouldn't end up committing until after his Auburn official visit, which is scheduled for the Georgia game. So Auburn should be able to get him back on campus before his commitment date. So that's one, that's another five star to keep tracking. I mean, Auburn, Hugh Freeze said, We're, I'm going to go down. If we go down, I'm going to go down swinging on Demarcus Riddick. And they got Demarcus Riddick. Same thing for Perry Thompson. Same thing for KJ Bolden. Same thing for Joseph Phillips. Not a five star, but a guy that they really wanted. And I think Cam Franklin is one of those guys that Hugh Freeze is going to do everything in his power to get. And if they lose, it won't be due to a lack of effort. Let's see. Patrick here. Does Dylan Senda coming on board affect the recruitment of Reese Baker? Uh, I think it's possible. And I think the fact that Reese Baker did not visit this weekend also affected that recruitment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, you know, again, this is, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it, it gives you a little bit more um, of, of depth to the 2023 class. Uh, but a guy that still has five years left to play for. So this, you're bringing in another true freshman. This is a guy that went through spring practice at Northwestern. By the way, for and I had to I had to answer this question. Well, it wasn't really a question; it was a comment. I had to respond to a comment where somebody was kind of going, "Hey, how many how many of that guys could Northwestern have that could start on an SEC team?" And, and kind of dogging Northwestern a little bit. Just for reference, Northwestern's had two offensive tackles drafted in the first round in the last three years. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good guys at, at 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 targeting offensive line talent and developing those guys. So yes, um, if I'm taking offensive linemen from somebody around the country, 
that's one of the schools where I would I would go. Yeah, I, I'm taking a guy from Northwestern. So uh, yeah, it could have an impact on Reese, um, as Christian mentioned. Uh, I mean, I, I think Auburn's really hoping to get him down this weekend um, and and have him involved. So we'll see. Um, you know, the impact. I do think, like I said, I think there's some other guys in the state of Alabama that are going to have a chance to go out and impress this fall too. Let's go down. Eric, any word on Carter, DeAndre Carter? We touched on him pretty heavily earlier in the show, but just to recap, he visited this weekend. Uh, it was a multi-day trip. Dukes, you had reported on the board that you know, he took pretty much a red-eye flight on Friday morning to be able to get into Auburn as soon as possible. Um, someone on the board actually said they saw him at Moe's already having lunch on Friday, which 6'4", 340 pounds. Moe's probably went through some wins on Friday afternoon there at lunch. Um, but seemed like he had a great time. And, you know, after talking to him, Jason, we both ended up putting in crystal balls. We think that he could end up in Auburn's class sooner rather than later. And by sooner rather than later, I think the next week or two is a possibility. Yeah, yeah I, I think probably here in, in the next week or so. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see that one happen. I think he's a, he's really enjoyed his trip. Um, Michigan State and Texas, it was really a three-team race coming in. And to come across the country, as you said, as you said, the same thing with, with a guy like KJ Bolden. When you make that trip, you go, okay, that's a pretty good sign. When you make that trip from California, it's a great sign. And uh, and so I think that was the that was the thing to look at in this one is that man, that guy came across the country, and when he did, he was smiling. Um, that was all I needed to see. And so um, yeah, I think it can happen fairly quickly. And most, you know, a lot of these guys in in these situations want to get it done. They want to be able to concentrate on their senior years, and um, I think I think when you do that, um, you've got a chance to get this one over pretty quick. Let's see, we got two good ones here from Eric. Actually, um, he says I predict at least three to four five-star players in this class when it's all said and done. I don't know if I would say at least. However, all of a sudden, three to four looks very possible. Let's go quick. Quick answer: Yes or no? Do you think Auburn can get three to four five stars in this class? Well, you got you got two now, which means you got to have one more somewhere. Mm -hmm. I think Auburn could find one more. And here, here's the the caveat to this. I mentioned it last week. I'm not so certain that Joseph Phillips can't work himself into that group. Uh, if if people get a chance to, see, and, and when we get to see him this fall, I think we're going to see a, a this an absolute monster on the field. You, you saw yeah. him. He walked by him this weekend, and he looks like a guy that's a college sophomore. I mean, he has put in the work. So I think you, you could have a guy like that that could make that kind of jump anyway. Um, but then, again, K.J. Bolden and um, some of the guys. Mark Franklin, Cam Coleman as a potential flip, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 could see, I could see three. I could see that, at least. Dukes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're all on board there. Um, and Eric also was talking about Barry Thompson, the guy that – Somehow has gotten buried a little bit. We've talked about him a decent amount, but there's so much to talk about. Jason, I, I want to get both of y'all's takes. I really don't have a player comparison for him. I don't know who I would compare him to, but it's because he's such a unique talent, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because the thing about Perry is he's got he's got the body of of a Seth Williams kind of guy at Auburn. But he has much more suddenness than Seth did. Seth was a was a strider, go up, get the ball in traffic kind of guy. And he made some plays. And I'm I'm a huge Seth Williams fan. I'm, I'm the first guy that saw him 
back at, at in, in Tuscaloosa at Paul Bryant. Um, but Perry has a little bit more suddenness. I think I think honestly back to the to the guys that um that Freeze coached at Ole Miss a little bit, Dante Moncrief, um, some of those big body wide receiver guys that were thousand yard guys. That's who it reminds me of a little bit because he he can make plays with the ball in his hands and heck, he's a really good defensive back too. You're not gonna see defense at all. Dukes, is there anybody that you would compare him to? Quintors. Got a, I, I, when I saw him yesterday, he looks like Julio Jones, man, to me. Um, <laughs> I know that's the easy one. He's from Foley. Uh, but if you look at that picture of KJ, Hugh Freeze, uh, there it is. He's he's the same size as Reddick. Reddick's a five-star linebacker. Look, I mean, what's the difference? Like, that's a that's, so you're basically saying you're going to throw it up to a linebacker. Now imagine you got a let's say you, you like let's say you run power to the right or you run outside stretch and you got this guy coming down the field to block. I mean, there's so many things that having a guy with this type of physical frame. And when I'm just looking at frame alone, how he plays and his ability to get vertical, I see Julio Jones. Maybe maybe not the top end speed, but I mean he's he ran a 10-9 almost. I think he ran a around a 10-8, 10-9 in the hundred. So uh he's not slow by any means. So and that's long speed. So, yeah, I, I got to go with Quinn Torres, Lopez, Jones. Let's see. We have several of these questions on Dylan Senda. Thoughts on Dylan Senda, Northwestern transfer. Chad also pointed out that Trevon Reed tweeted out the eyes. Uh, that was in relation to Dylan Senda. Um, we've already talked about him a little bit in the show. But, Jason, this is just a guy that could – could get a little bit of run. Maybe maybe you use him in your four games and you redshirt him, get him a little bit of run, but really an extension of the 2024 class. Yeah, no, I think this is a guy that that you bring in um, based on what he was able to do in the spring at Northwestern. I mean, he was – I think he was a, a running in the, with the second team at, at one of the tackle spots from Northwestern as a true freshman in his first spring there. That's a pretty good sign. So I think it's a guy that comes in – Get him, see how quickly he can get up to, up to speed on the offense. Get him in the mix, but physically, physically he's going to be ready to go. Um, you know that's that's a high school picture there. He he weighs about three oh five right now, and so um, I I think it's a it's a massive addition, and uh, you know a guy that from a from a physical technical standpoint probably going to be uh, going to be pretty close to ready to go. It's just a matter of how much of the offense can he learn and, and how quickly can he do it. Well, Jason, I think the interesting thing too is from people that you had talked to, is Auburn felt like he could potentially play all five positions. A lot of felt like felt like he could play center, guard, tackle. Um, when you get guys like that, th- that becomes the ultimate value piece on an offensive line. Uh, that's kind of kind of what they just did. Um, they're bringing in this, the second offensive lineman from Tulsa. Um, mm-hmm. The same kind of possibilities when you go, and I can plug this guy in at left tackle if we need him. Can plug him in at right guard. They could probably play him at center. Um, when you have that type of guy, um, and I think back to to Avery Young, was kind of that guy. Man, right tackle, but probably better as a guard. Um, was really valuable for for that Auburn offensive line. We just saw Brandon Council being one of those type of guys too. Um, when you have that guy, it adds the extra piece of depth. Shout out to Thomas. Said need to watch these more often. I agree. I feel like we've been putting out some pretty good content podcasts, live streams, and it's only going to get going even more with fall camp. We're going to be able to do some on-site stuff and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to lump two of these together, one from Ryan, 
Um, Dukes, you were all over Braden Jacobs. You talked about him when he was on the way over to Auburn, guy that we hadn't didn't have on our list um, or expected list. And he ended up being there. Um, and Greg also wanted to know, did Brandon Jacobs bring the kid who's living with him and Braden? That kid is Nick Brooks, I think his name is. He actually ended up moving back to Iowa. So the answer to that question is no. But Jason, you talked with Braden and Dukes. You were talking with Brandon and Braden throughout the day, and you were ahead of it. So y'all's just kind of read on Braden Jacobs and Auburn kind of. Auburn always had interest, but it seems like Auburn's picking up some steam there a little bit. Whoever wants it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah, talk to Braden. Uh, go go ahead. Yes, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, talked to Braden a little bit yesterday and um, got to know him some, you know, really the last couple of years. Brandon brought him to a game, I think, when he was a freshman um, and has been around some. Um, it was actually Brandon's first time to, to get a tour and to see the locker room. He'd seen kind of the building itself, but he got to go in yesterday and he came out and was like, wow, this is incredible. Um, I, I think – I think Brandon um, sees a, a lot in this Auburn program right now that I think he can help Braden in this process. He's not going to push him, uh, but it's close to home. There's a need on the offensive line. And, you know, they added, a you know, another offensive lineman, but they're looking to build for the future on the offensive line through the high school ranks. They would, have, they would love to avoid having to go sign four transfers a year. And a guy like Braden Jacobs has a ton of upside. Um, Dukes, I don't think people – you see him, you just don't realize how big this kid is, and he's still got two years of high school left. Yeah, we were uh, joking around, like, he's hoping to stop growing. Like, he wants to sit right at that six-and-a-half, <laughs> six-seven range. You know, he doesn't want to grow anymore. Um, I mean, Braden's a kid that would probably walk to Auburn, right? Um, you know, as long as – if he stays where he is on the board, I don't doubt that Auburn would have the best shot at Mom graduated from Auburn. Dad played at Auburn. Uncle is a rocket scientist who went to Auburn. Like, it's the Lampy family who uh, – his mom's side of the family. They're all Auburn. Uh, I He's been in Auburn a million times. I just think that uh, it, it took for the right blend of his interest in Auburn to marry up to the staff's interest in Braden. And I think that's the point where when those two things, if they get on the same level, I think he, you can pretty much call him a lock to Auburn. But they have to stay at the same level. And, uh, I mean, I think Penn State uh, was, was a school that he really liked uh, as far as the attention they gave him early on. Uh, Clemson had a re- made a really good impression on him. Uh, I think uh, he, 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 was, he was heavy, heavy, heavy Georgia. And, uh, you know, but they're looking at the class and where he, he can make an impact. And his dad, I talked to Brandon. Uh, I mean, I think me and Brandon probably talked for the majority of the time I was out there, really. And he was just talking about how he left Auburn because he wanted to make an impact. So why would I send my son to a place where he can't make an impact? So uh, I think the the allure of playing time and familiarity with Auburn is going to be huge for Brandon Jacobs. So as long as Auburn wants him, I think I think he'll be in the class. All right, we're at 55 minutes. We're going to do five minutes. We'll hit these questions rapid fire and then wrap it up. Uh, Joey Satterfield says Bolden is either choosing Auburn or Georgia, I believe. I would not count out Florida State. I think Auburn and Florida State might be the two teams battling it out. Now, with that being said, if those are the two teams, I would not count out Georgia because they've been in this for a long time. Alabama, I mean, there's just certain schools you just don't count out to the end. Yeah. 
Uh, Williams wants to know, is this the best Big Cat weekend in terms of commits? I think if you lump DeMarcus Riddick into Big Cat and you see what happens with potentially DeAndre Carter, I would almost consider TJ Lindsay if he commits an extension because he FaceTimed in the Big Cat for a good little chunk of it. They wanted to get him involved since he couldn't make it up from IMG Academy. Yeah, but you gotta see what you gotta see what happens with KJ Holden and Jalewis. Yeah, yeah, it kind of depends on how far you count Big Cat. There's been a bunch of guys that committed that were at Big Cat. So how many do they get in the end? Um, are you just counting the week around Big Cat? I mean, it, it, it's kind of semantics, but it's a big weekend. It doesn't matter yeah. when they come. It's it was it was over the top good. Uh, Patrick, which guys are our best shot along the defensive line? TJ Lindsay, who we just talked about, Dimitri Nicholas um, from down in Florida, and then Auburn's going after some big dudes there. Five star Kamarion Franklin. Uh, you've got LJ McCray out of Florida, although that one's going to be really tough. And then you're still still taking your shot with Jeremiah Beeman, the Alabama commit out of Parker as well. That's not a name to forget. So I would say the most, uh, the best shot would be TJ Lindsay and Dimitri Nicholas, and then go after some big dudes. Uh, Eric, haven't heard anything about DeAndre Carter. We talked about him a couple times in the show. You must have just missed it before we got in, but we think he could end up in Auburn's class within the next week or two, to be honest. Uh, they're definitely sitting in a good spot. Thomas, should we worry about Zion Grady to go into Tennessee instead? I know there was a mix-up, but he still went to Tennessee. In my opinion, no, because this is these guys' opportunities. You know, we saw Alvin Henderson go to Oregon. They're not playing. You know, they can they can drive up the day before. They can drive back the day after, whatever. So for Zion Grady, a guy who's been to Auburn a lot and who is much closer to Auburn than he is to Knoxville, this is his best opportunity to get up there um, compared to Auburn. He'll be back in Auburn several times this fall. Let's see. Any chance on Jamonte Waller from Florida? Haven't really heard his name too much. And I don't want to say there's no chance, but I haven't really heard his name. So we'll see. Ooh, this is this is a huge question from the one, the only Nathan King. What was Dukes' go-to order at Cheeburger Cheeburger? First of all, this is a very sensitive subject. For those that don't know, uh, yesterday uh, I was riding down College Street and I found out the Cheeburger Cheeburger was gone and I – I wasn't the same. I tweeted it. Uh, I, I really felt that one. Look, it wasn't even about the cheeseburger. It was about my first time at Camp War Eagle when I went to school. Uh, it, it It's such a bad thing. It froze up his internet. <laughs> That's a, uh, In that an interesting uh, thing. Might have him. Dukes, you're cutting in and out a little bit. Your internet might be going out, which is good because we're at the end of the show. Um, in all honesty, I never went to Cheeburger Cheeburger, so oh, it did gosh. not really impact me too much. It was Nathan, it was it was an old school thing, correct? Okay. Nathan also brought up a good point about Dylan Senda. Michigan has consistently had one of the best offensive lines in the country over the past couple of years. And they tried to make a late push. Um, if you actually look at the crystal ball in the twenty four seven sports for his profile, Michigan has the crystal ball. Obviously, ended up signing with Northwestern and now transferring to Auburn. Yep. Um, Very good addition. No question about it. Andrew, 
Do you think Robbie Ashford has a chance to start? If not, do you guys think he gets playing time? I would predict Peyton Thorne to start. No matter what, I expect Robbie Ashford to see the field in most games in a certain package. Yeah, you know, I think I would lean towards Thorne being the starter. But as I've talked about, I see a different Robbie Ashford. Uh, Robbie Ashford was at Big Cat yesterday, came and hung out, talked to – I saw him and Walker White uh, hugging uh, when the day was over with. Yeah. Those are things. Those are things that Robbie Ashford has grown and matured, and he's a guy that physically can do it. He adds that maturity. He's now played. I'm. I'm not. You know, far from giving up on Robbie Ashford. I'm. Like I said, I'm. I'm one of his biggest supporters. I think he's. I think he's a really good quarterback and is gonna gonna have a bright future. I lean towards Peyton Thorne, but I, like I said, I think Robbie Ashford's gonna play no matter what. Uh, Bubba wants to know, did Walker White not get invited to the Elite 11? He did not because they have regionals, and unfortunately he was dealing with a little bit of a back strain, just a minor back injury um, during the time of his regionals, so he wasn't able to make it. And if you don't go to the regionals, you don't go to the Elite 11. Um, because of that, he actually ended up being in Auburn that weekend, and that was when he camped at Auburn. So it ended up working out. This is a name – Two more questions. We have to hit on this. I actually can't believe that I forgot about this, but there's been so much. Jaden Perlody. Uh, Kyle wants to know Jaden Perlody flip. Jason, this is a guy that said some pretty interesting things. The 2025 linebacker currently committed to Georgia out of Buford. He loved it. He, he, he loved everything about Auburn. Uh, has some some close friends. One of his best friends' uh, dad is, is an Auburn guy, so they've got some, some Auburn connections. They rode through town, went and got food, got a chance to see Auburn and see the campus. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Auburn has a great shot to, to flip a guy that's a 2025 linebacker commitment to Georgia right now. But this is a, this is a, line, this is a defensive athlete. That's what he says. Like, hey, I want to play all over the field. Defensive back, linebacker, pass rusher. Mm -hmm. Really, really impressive kid. So, yeah, I think Auburn absolutely has a chance to flip him. And, and, and heck, it could happen soon. Yes, I agree. Last one. Unfortunately, Dukes' internet got out because I would have loved to have had his take on this as well because he's been on top of K.J. Bolden the whole way. Do you think K.J. Bolden is going to end up at Auburn? Whew, this is a tough one to answer. If, if he's committing on Sunday, July 30th, I think he ends up at Auburn. Now he's committed on Saturday, August 5th. What will happen between now and then? It's close. I, I, I would I would still lean towards Auburn just a little bit. I, I mean, I'm a slight lean towards Auburn at the moment. You give them that momentum, I think, a little bit. With He's close friends with Demarcus Riddick. He's close friends with Perry Thompson. Now, he's close friends with a lot of guys because he's one of the best players in the country, so a lot of guys know him. He knows Kay and Lee. He knows Jalen Crawford. I know Jalen Crawford was spending a decent amount of time with uh, K.J. Bolden yesterday, so we'll see. It's going to be a fun – Fun week, Jason. We're going to have a ton of coverage over at AuburnUndercover.com. We still have stuff rolling out from Big Cat, still have interviews. We think that there's a chance that Auburn could pick up DeAndre Carter and TJ Lindsay here soon. Dimitri Nicholas is a possibility, although I don't think that one will happen right away. And then August 5th is going to be a big day for Auburn, especially in the secondary for guys like Zach Etheridge and Coach Crime. Coach Crime has gone after Jalewis Solomon as his guy at cornerback. Zach Etheridge has gone after K.J. Bolden. This is his guy there at safety. Both of those guys are going to be announcing their commitments on August 5th. We're going to have full coverage of it. We're going to have full coverage of fall camp with the players reporting on Wednesday. Practice starting on Thursday. We'll be there. We'll have coverage. All of it's over at AuburnUndercover.com. Check us out if you have not already. 
$1 for your first month. I think there's a sale on the annual as well, although I don't know exactly what it is. But if you just go to the homepage, it's right up there on the left side. Um, there's the join link and you'll be able to see it. For those that were watching on YouTube, and if you're not subscribed already, definitely make sure to do that. It's free. It helps us out. We're making the push for 7,250. We might actually already be there after this. I know we were close. We were 20 to 30 away. So do that. We will catch you guys probably later this week again. Maybe we'll do a mix of a fall camp and a recruiting podcast, um, depending on how the schedule shakes out. So appreciate everyone for tuning in. Hope you guys tried to hit on every question that I could get in the chat. There were a lot of them. Tried to go through them as much as possible. And we will catch you guys soon. Maybe we'll do it live. Maybe not, but we'll catch you guys soon.